This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue our study of the Book of Beginnings, Genesis, with Noah and family enter the ark, the great flood commences, the great flood prevails, God remembers, and the dove and olive branch. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
reading from the Lamentations of Jeremiah the Prophet, the second chapter. What can I say for you? To what compare you, O daughter of Jerusalem? What can I liken to you that I may comfort you, O virgin daughter of Zion? For your ruin is as vast as the sea. Who can heal you? Your prophets have seen for you false and deceptive visions. They have not exposed your iniquity to restore your fortunes, but have seen for you oracles that are false and misleading. All who pass along the way clap their hands at you. They hiss and wag their heads at the daughter of Jerusalem. Is this the city that was called the perfection of beauty, the joy of all the earth? All your enemies rail against you. They hiss, they gnash their teeth. They cry, we have swallowed her. Ah, this is the day we longed for. Now we have it, now we see it. The Lord has done what he purposed. He has carried out his word, which he commanded long ago. He has thrown down without pity. He has made the enemy rejoice over you and exalted the might of your foes. O Lord, have mercy on us. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. Send out your light and your truth, let them lead me. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How the Lord in his anger has set the daughter of Zion under a cloud. Apostasy has taken over the people. They've left the Lord their God and turned their hearts to Baal. They've given their praise and their sacrifice to idols. They failed to care for the widow and the orphan and the alien. Bloodshed, murder, theft, adultery. If the Lord has forbidden it, they have decided they should do it. They've fallen away. They've turned their back on God. And so the cloud comes upon them. Babylonians in the cloud who come in, who destroy the city, tear down the walls, burn the king's palace, raise the temple. Religious leaders, military leaders, civil leaders, they are dead in the streets. The people are dragged off into exile, and those who remain, they are in want for basic needs within the city. Can anything be compared to this? 
Can we find anything that we can look and say, well, this situation is very similar to your situation, so take some comfort in the comparison. No. No comparison can be made. For the ruin of the daughter of Zion, the daughter of Jerusalem, is as the prophet Jeremiah says, for your ruin is vast as the sea. Who can heal you? Who can heal? Does anyone have comfort for these people? Does anyone have something to say to them, to give them hope? Surely the prophets must. They're the ones whom God has appointed to preach the word of God to them. They're the ones that God has appointed to call them to repentance. But these prophets, as Jeremiah describes them, your prophets have seen for you false and deceptive visions. They have not exposed your iniquity to restore your fortunes, but have seen for you oracles that are false and misleading, emanating from the cloud are the voices of hostility and scorn and humiliation. Emanating from the cloud are the voices of the enemy. They walk by. They pass along their way. They clap their hands. They hiss and wag their heads at the daughter of Jerusalem. Is this the city that was called the perfection of beauty, the joy of all the earth? And the enemies rail against her. They hiss, they gnash their teeth, they cry, we have swallowed her. Ah, this is the day we have longed for it. Now we have it, we see it. Fathom this, this cloud of doom, this cloud of destruction, this cloud of wrath, from whence does it come? From God himself. And he has said he would bring it. He has said that the Lord has done what he has purposed. He has carried out his word, which he commanded long ago. He has thrown down without pity. He has made the enemy rejoice over you and exalted the mighty of your foes. He said it way back in the law of Moses. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, your God, or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Gaze and gander at the daughter of Jerusalem. Gaze and gander at the daughter of Zion. Gaze and gander at her destruction. And ask yourself, how shall this cloud not fall upon me? Apostasy is in the church. It's very easy to see. There are prophets today who look and say, the Bible, the Word of God? Oh, heavens no. It simply contains the Word of God. Women are ordained to the pastorate. Homosexual unions are blessed and celebrated. And you might look and say, whoa, hang on, Mons. Not me. I've not gone there. Fine and dandy. What about your idolatry? What about the way in which you bend the knee to those things that you hold sacred, like your GPA and your position and your titles? What about the hatred in your heart and the lust in your eye? What about the gossip that takes place 
student against student and faculty against faculty and faculty against student and student against faculty and against family and friends and neighbors? What of the coveting that takes place over that pristine endowed chair? What of the coveting that takes place over that perfect call in the perfect congregation, in the perfect district? Your sins are just as damnable, horrific, and abominable as those of the daughter of Zion. And beware of your sins. Beware of what they do. They separate you from God. They destroy the body of Christ as relationships and friendships are simply divided and become irreconcilable because of your sins. Do you know what happens next? You're left with no hope. You're left with no gloom. You are left terrified. Well, surely someone can help. Surely the prophets of today can come in and help. They've been called by God to preach the word to you. They've been called by God to call you to repentance. But how often do the prophets of today fail to expose your iniquity by setting up a straw man or by setting up generic sins? How they are so willing to condemn the sins of others, but they're unwilling to come after you in your sins because they fear that their enemies will come along and wag their heads at them and hiss and gnash their teeth if they try and call you out on your sins and they just simply don't want to deal with that kind of life and pressure. Enter into it then as you lie there in your misery, your enemies the whole host of hell and all the hordes of demons come after you and they wag their heads and they clap their hands at your misery and they say, ah, we have swallowed you up. This is the day we have longed for. Now we have it. Now we see it. Enter the cloud from God, the cloud of doom and destruction and wrath how it should fall upon you for your sins. And yet it doesn't. And it's all because of this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. How the steadfast love and mercy and faithfulness of God has been shown to you. Apostate, idolatrous, hating, lying, cheating, coveting, gossiping. These are the sins of the daughters of Zion. These are the sins of you. You have these sins in your life, and you deserve the cloud. But how much more does our Lord show us you his steadfast love and mercy? Behold his steadfast love and mercy. He went and got the exiles, and he brought them back to Jerusalem. The city was rebuilt, the walls were built up again, the temple built again. He showed love and mercy to the daughter of Zion, and he has shown love and mercy to you. The proof? Christ Jesus our Lord, whom God has spoken of long ago in his word. 
The one whom he said to the serpent, the son of this woman, the seed of this woman will come and crush your head. The one through the prophet Isaiah said to us, for unto you is born this day a savior, Christ the Lord, for the virgin will conceive and bear a son. How he's spoken it to you by the angels on that deep Judean night, that in the city of David, a savior has been born to you. David's son, David's Lord, come to this earth to do for you what it is you cannot do. Living as your substitute, loving God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving his neighbor as himself, taking from the daughter of Zion, taking from you, taking from every person of all time and all places, the apostasy, the idolatry, the coveting, the gossiping, the murder, and every other sin, taking that into his body and carrying it to the cross at Calvary. And there he's nailed upon the tree. And what happens? His enemies walk by, and they hiss, and they wag their heads, and they gnash their teeth at him. Come down from the cross if you're the Son of God. Save yourself and save us. But that's why he's on the cross, to save us. And as he hangs on that cross, the cloud comes and descends upon Jesus. The cloud of God's doom, the cloud of God's justice, the cloud of God's wrath lowers itself upon Jesus as he is damned for the sins of the world, as he's damned for you in your place, as he dies for you in your place. And then he's buried and placed in a tomb. Enter Easter Day, the day of resurrection. Christ comes out of the tomb. He comes out in victory over sin, death, the devil. He comes out and declares, Ah, I have swallowed them all up. This is the day I've longed for. Now I have it. Now I see it. Forgiveness of sins, life, salvation, for you, in concrete, tangible ways of the Word of God, holy baptism, holy absolution, and the Holy Supper. That forgiveness given to you such that you say, Ah, I have received it all. I have swallowed it in. Forgiveness, life, and salvation. This is the day I have longed for. Now I have it. Now I see it. God makes good on his promises. He brings forgiveness to the daughter of Zion. He brings forgiveness to you. And it is all in and through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
gracious Lord. You cause your word to be proclaimed in every generation. Stir up our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may receive this proclamation with humility and finally be exalted at the coming of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord God, our Father, you kept Abraham and Sarah in safety throughout the days of their pilgrimage. You led the children of Israel through the midst of the sea, and by a star you led the wise men to the infant Jesus. Protect and guide all who set out to travel, make our way safe and our homecomings joyful, and bring us at last to our heavenly home, where you dwell in glory with your Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. O oh Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.